Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings and thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. On this episode, we're going to be talking about anger. Now, the first thing I want to put out there is how many of you believe that um, anger is actually an okay emotion to have? A lot of people will tell you, don't be angry. They don't have a right to be angry, so on and so forth. Well, the reality is, is that, yeah, you have a right to be angry. And anger used in the right way is a very healing um, emotion very healing um, feeling to have. But it's got to be used in the right way. And what we see oftentimes, and we call it anger, is actually repressed anger, which comes out of us as rage. Now, when I say anger is a good emotion, and it's a very healing emotion, if used properly, it's at the time that you might be angry. Right? Somebody might make you angry about something they said. Instead of walking away, going, you know, that person, I never want to talk to that guy again. He's stupid. Whatever it is, right? and you walk away, you start building this resentment towards that person. That's one way that you can most certainly address somebody that has verbally uh, uh, insulted you, maybe, or that you disagree with or whatever. But instead, you know, the other option is, is to just simply say to the person, you know, that insult really made me angry. I just want to let you know that because I don't want to walk away here from, from this conversation with a resentment towards you. But I'm just, I'm just angry about it. And it's okay that you're angry if somebody upsets you, okay? Um, but people will never talk, a lot of people, and I, and I talk in general terms a lot, and I know that. So whenever I do that, just understand that there's a lot of people that have been able to express their anger in a healthy way as children, as teens growing up, as adults growing up. And therefore, they understand the difference between anger and rage. Okay, the repressed anger, my, my repressed anger was in there for years. And when it came out, it was not good. Um. The Bible t- tells us in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. So don't let that anger control you, right? You've got to talk about your anger rather than holding on to it and just letting it fester inside of you. Don't let the sun go down while you are, while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So it's biblical as well. Don't hold on to that anger. Then you go to Psalms 4, 4, it kind of reiterates that in the, in the Old Testament. It says, don't sin by letting anger control you. See, and, and, and by holding on to anger, by holding on to a resentment towards somebody, that's letting sin control us. And oftentimes that anger will come out sideways 
at another person. And, and that person's looking at you, what are you so angry about, you know, with me for? I didn't do nothing to you. It, and th these are all facts. I mean, I, I, with all the people my wife and I have worked with, we see it. That's how I used to be. Um, anger at, an, at a person generally, um, or I, let, me, let me rephrase that. Repressed anger comes out as rage at, to, at another person at the most inappropriate time. Okay. But then in Psalms 4 4, it continues and says, think about it overnight and remain silent. Remain silent. You know, it, it's like sometimes it's just better. And here, that was the NLT in the, in the NIV. It says, tremble and do not sin. So be angry, but just, just don't sin, right? When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Sometimes we got to search our heart to find the courage to go talk to that person. So in a loving way, in a respectful way. So it's, um, this is like the, the third devotional in the devotional I wrote. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Because um, anger causes a lot of perceived anger. Repressed anger causes a lot of problems in a lot of relationships, whether it's within your marriage, whether it's in, in a workplace, whether it's with your friends, okay? Growing up in a Christian home and emotionally, physically, spiritually, and sexually being abused by Christian parents, one a deacon of the church and the other a member of the choir, left me confused and very angry. Not only was I angry at my parents in the world, but I was also angry at God. And yes, it's okay to be angry at God. He's got big shoulders. If you're angry inside, don't deny it. So oftentimes, you can't be angry at God. So you're in this denial mode about what you're, what's really going on within you. God's got big shoulders. Let him know you're angry at him. Let it go, right? After all, isn't God supposed to be our protector? And yes, he, he is our protector. For over 30 years, that anger fueled a hate and resentment that nearly destroyed my life. Did, did I have a right to be angry? Absolutely. However, I was using that anger in the wrong way. I was using it to assassinate my parents' character, my mother and my stepfather, um, character and turn others away from God and the church, including my wife and my children. Genesis 5.20 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. That's my life scripture, and, and I found that at the Rock Church down in San Diego. I was reading a, a, the inside of a book that an author had autographs these books and puts certain scriptures in each in her book and when i saw that it answered all my questions as to why god why me why wasn't me god that all this happened to i am grateful for god's grace and forgiveness today i have turned that bitter anger and hate into compassion and love for others that have gone through the same suffering I know that through all of my abuse, God was always right next to me, weeping and protecting me from grave harm. No. It was all part of God's plan. And I want you to hear me. 
I'm going to clarify this because I've had too many people come back at me and say, Randy, God didn't do it to you. I'm not saying God did, did it to me. God didn't do it to me. God's plans for me included some of this. Man did it to me. God gives man free will. It was man that did the abuse, not God. He did protect me in ways that are, I, I know today and I didn't know back then. So I want you to understand that. I want you to know that no matter what you have been through, there is hope and healing for you. There is a better life waiting for you. Jeremiah 20, 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. <clears throat> plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Right? God wants us to have that hope. But again, it's just a matter of learning to use our anger in the proper way. It's not that it's bad. When it gets bad is when we repress the anger because we're told we shouldn't be angry. Out of fear of, we can't be angry at God. I can't be angry at my boss because if I'm angry at my boss, then I could possibly lose a job. If I'm angry at my spouse, if I'm angry at the, all sorts of ifs in there. And it causes us to hold on to resentments. And then it comes out as rage. I can't reiterate this enough. You need to understand this. When somebody blows up at you, understand that's repressed anger. That's rage. And likely, more than likely, they're blowing up at you at a time that you just might have said something that triggered them about a past memory. And their, 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 their anger has been repressed for so long. It hit the boiling point during this conversation and it, you got the wrath of it. I'm, I was guilty of it for, for many years of my life. Thank God for the last, I haven't been that way for the last 15, 16 years since I got recovery. So understand that. I want you to know you just need to learn how to express your anger in a loving way. Okay? So are you still harboring? So a couple questions for you. There's actually an intermind. Devotionals. There's also devotional, and then there's three or four contemplative questions um, that are there for you to um, think about, answer. And uh, like I said, I think in the past that we gave this devotional to our couples that we work with in, in, our, in, our, in our couples group, and we had them read it together for a month, thirty days. Um, read it together at night before they went to bed, and then answer the questions. Either dialogue about each question together. Or answer them on your own and then come back and dialogue about it. But in all those uh, couples that did that, it brought them a lot closer to each other um, in those 30 days. So the first question for anger is, are you still harboring anger towards something or someone from your past? I want you to think about that. Okay, Think deep about it and be, be honest with yourself. It could even be your parents, and that's okay. You're not going to burn in hell if you're angry at your parents. It's not going to happen. What's going to happen is if you're holding on, if, if, you're, if you're in denial about being angry with your parents, with a teacher, with a pastor, with whoever, you're living a lie, and lie is a sin. So it's okay. 
do that self-diagnosis. Am I still holding on to anger from something from the past? Are you now ready to release that anger and give it to God? It's not doing you no good. I can guarantee you that. It's not doing you a bit of good. But what action steps will you take to release your anger? Okay, those are three questions. Um, you can, you can uh, ask yourself and uh, write the answers out. Write them out. Get honest with yourself. And really, don't just sit there and do the quick no, no, no. Take the time to, and get in a contemplative state of mind and really, really search your heart and in, in your mind for, for these answers. And then at the end of the devotional to you, I always put a prayer. Lord, remove the anger that has me trapped and replace it with your love and give me the strength to forgive anyone that caused pain that caused me pain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, remember that in forgiveness, that's one of my favorite subjects today, didn't it used to be. <laughs> but forgiving somebody is done without them telling you telling you they're sorry. If you're waiting for somebody to tell you you're sorry before you forgive them, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And I was told early on, too, that never ask a person for forgiveness. Why? It's a great question. Because you're asking them to take action. What if they don't want to forgive you? And they say, I'm not going to forgive you. And then all of a sudden, you crash. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, man, I went to this guy. I told him I was sorry for my anger and blah, 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 blah. Please forgive me. And he just says, man, that's great. You're doing a lot of good work, but see you later. Or worse yet, I don't know what you're talking about. I never did anything like that to you. So we don't ask for forgiveness. Our forgiveness comes between yourself and God. And if you're working with a mentor or a coach or, or a counselor or a sponsor, and, and that that. That right there is where your forgiveness is given and talked about. And then our forgiveness comes out with the person in a way of an amends. Where we, for instance, with my wife, um, when I made my amends to her, you know, and, and, you know, she, <laughs> I had an affair. She forgave me right away, right? And they're saying she did also, um, but. I had to keep worrying about my side of the street. So I didn't ask my wife for forgiveness. I just simply sat down with my wife one night when I was making my hands. I said, Kathy, I'm so sorry for what I put you through. You, you didn't deserve that. You, you're such a beautiful woman. You're, and you're, you're such a loving wife. And you always have been. I just want to let you know that from this day forward, I'm working. I'm not. The word try has to re, be removed from the vocabulary. I need to let you know that right now. Take the word try out of your vocabulary. You're either working on it or you're not. There's no in between. So trying is not doing nothing. So I tell my wife, I'm working really hard on being the husband that you deserve. And I just ask for your patience and your tolerance and your love as I go on this journey. Never make a promise. Never make a promise. One thing I learned also. So... Anger's okay. Anger's okay. Use it in a loving way. Use it in a healing way. Talk about it rather than sitting on it. You can get this devotional on Amazon, uh, the 30-day devotional to wholeness. 
You can also get my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within. It's on Amazon and paperback, Audible, and um, Kindle. And I have a seven-day workbook that goes with Healing the Wounded Child Within. And that's in paperback only on Amazon. Um, my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within, is now, it's like, oh, it's 90, 95% complete with the translation. Um, there's still more work that has to be done once that part gets back to me. Then it will be have to it'll have to go out to somebody to format it, and, uh, do an edit on it, and then it'll be ready ready to be released. So we're working on it diligently. I just wanted to know that um, that it will be released in Spanish. I'm hoping before the end of the year, but I can't make no promises. You can also visit our website, uh, thecourageoushealers.org, Courageous Healers Foundation's website, where we work with men and their families to heal from the scars of sexual abuse. We also work with the women on that level as well. And changeyourlifestorynow.com, changeyourlifestorynow.com is my life coaching uh, website. You can go there, check out both those websites. On the life coaching, you can go read through it, see what we do, see what we're about. On either one of them, all you got to do is fill out a contact form and you can send it to me and I, I usually get back within a day and just usually within an hour or two once I receive the email I respond immediately and I'll see what I can do to help you out my wife and I are we do a lot of marriage counseling I am Simbus certified Simbus stands for save your marriage before it starts um, it also works good for um, for people that have been married for a long time it's a great assessment it's not it's not a personality test it's not a psychological test it's too hard to explain you can check it out at symbis.com s-y-m-b-i-s uh, we do that as well and but the marriage counseling is we've had a pretty good success rate with that we, we, we offer all sorts of services so check out the websites shoot me a, 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 an email if you want more information at courageousheaters.com i'm sorry courageousheaters at gmail.com or fill out the contact form on either one of my websites. So I think that's it for today. Everybody have a super blessed morning, evening, afternoon, night, day, whatever, wherever you're at, listening to this. I just hope you have the best day that you can absolutely have. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.